Aloha, citizens of the world. I'm Byron, I'm your host, and we're broadcasting today from an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, the farthest from any other landmass in the world. Today we're in Honolulu on the island of Oahu. If uh, you think of Hawaii and you think of like surfers and beaches and stuff, this is kind of the quintessential place where there's just a lot of that, a lot of surfing, a lot of tourism, um, skyscraper buildings, and it kind of, to me, it's it's very quintessential, but also it's almost like the big city, because where I'm from, and uh, on the big island, the other uh, one of the other islands, there just isn't much going on compared to this place. There's a lot of hustle and bustle. As you can see, there's a marina here. There's a f several of them. There's a lot of boat traffic, a lot of people running around, big buildings, uh, car traffic, all that kinds of stuff. So we're here for the weekend. I'm here with Zaz, my fiance. She is uh, at the University of Hawaii today doing a uh, talk with engineering students. And I am just chillaxing here in the AC in our living room today, which is super nice. I uh, love that for sure. So just hanging out, getting a little work done, and doing my first podcast while I'm at it. I feel like the first one is the hardest to do of anything, just getting started. So today, let's get started. So on this episode, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about me. I'm your host, Byron K. We're going to have a little talk, uh, question and answer. I'm going to question myself and answer myself. So uh, hopefully it's not too weird. But let's see how it goes. All right, let's get this show up, this road on the show. So, um, first question Looking back, what is the best advice you would give to your younger self? When you, when you want to do something, do it sooner. If you think you want to do something, do it sooner. Um, I think everything that I've done in my life, I kind of wish I had just done it sooner, like starting this podcast. Um, I think getting going is probably one of the hardest parts in life or even ending things. You know, if you know something's not working well and you, you just don't want to go through the pain of uh, ending it, I think just doing it sooner is probably better, uh, ripping off the band-aid, so to speak. So that would be my advice to my younger self. Uh, to sum it up, don't hesitate. <laughs> it's probably the best way to put it. Um, so what was my life growing up uh, like growing up, and where did I grow up? So I grew up in Southern California. Um, it was a pretty ideal, idyllic scenario. I grew up in a place called Orange County. It's, uh, there used to be orange trees everywhere there. Um, now it's just houses as far as the eye can see. It's like suburban hell, suburban hell. I don't, um, the weather's pretty nice, but um, it's just a lot of asphalt, a lot of houses and freeways and stuff like that. Um, it was not a bad place to grow up by any means. It was, it was pretty amazing um, for sure. I definitely really enjoyed uh, my childhood and growing up and um, so I, I did spend a lot of my time in Southern California growing up. I went to school 
um, in oh I went I was in Boy Scouts we did a lot of camping and traveling around in Boy Scouts uh, we rented a pirate ship a two-masted schooner it, was, it wasn't a pirate ship but two-masted schooner and sailed around the Channel Islands in California when I was in Scouts and we did canoe trips and uh, my family was pretty active camping and traveling so I've been traveling all around um, I want to say the world but you know parts of the world I, I, I did do some traveling and then I went to university uh, my first job was I want to say it was either I think it was valeting cars so yeah my first job I'd say you know I think to me in my mind the work you do can be very important in kind of shaping or forming you as a person and at least in to me and one of my first jobs was as a valet I worked at a fancy uh, Mercedes car luxury car dealership and I was a valet and I just parked these really super expensive cars as close as possible to each other I don't know why they let a what 18 year old 17 year old do this and I did and it was kind of awful it's kind of horrible and I would never want to have to do that job again and if you are a valet I salute you because I know it's kind of a tough gig it can be a tough gig uh, especially the one that I had but anyways um, so then I moved on and I worked at In-N-Out these are like summer jobs right you know when you're in college and you're just doing kind of whatever you can get without much work experience they don't necessarily pay the best but I think looking back on it if I had to do it again I'd probably say find those jobs where you can learn something from them because when you're young that's what's important right so I worked at In-N-Out Hamburger um, if you guys live in California or the western part of the United States you'd probably be familiar with In-N-Out Hamburger it is one of the most beloved and busiest uh, fast food franchises or chains in the possibly the world and yeah there's just slamming uh, lines out the door all day every day and yeah so I learned a ton I got really good training there it was just such a great job but it was super busy and I wanted to make money so I quit the job and I went and worked as a security guard um, the job paid better but it was the worst decision I think I've ever made and looking back on it well I don't know that's hard to say actually it's it may have been a good decision monetarily it was a good decision but I think and also I you know sometimes I feel like the way to look at things is if you do something that maybe did not work out optimally in life um, that is your chance to learn and I definitely learned from this job so what did I learn as a security guard I learned that I hate being bored I absolutely can't stand it I hate being bored I need to be busy at work uh, or just in life um, you know unless I'm chilling on the bed watching TV or something I need to be I need to have something to occupy me I think many of us are that way um, yeah it was just it wasn't it wasn't for me so I learned a lot um, definitely would not work that kind of gig again 
Um, but yeah, anyway, so I had some, I had a lot of random buried jobs. I went to university, I studied biology. Why did I study biology? Well, I think I wanted to be a marine biologist at the time. Did I really want to be a marine biologist? I wasn't sure. You know, this is the thing when you're young, you don't really know what you want out of life. And I think that's one of the, the, the problems with a lot of people when they're young is they don't really know what they want to do, but they're kind of, um, in society, at least today here in the U S a lot of people, they're kind of almost like forced to commit to something when they're younger and university, I feel like is a pretty big commitment as far as monetarily and time-wise. I mean, it's four years and, or more, a lot of people spend more, um, and a lot of money, especially these days. And I feel like if I had to do it again, I, I think I would have preferred to just work more, but anyways, I studied biology focused on marine science, uh, graduated, and um, I followed my girlfriend to Washington, D.C., and was looking for marine biology jobs out there. I didn't find anything. Uh, ended up working as a server at a restaurant and um, at a Barnes & Noble booksellers, which was awesome. Um, all the books there, I really enjoyed uh, that aspect of the job, and I learned a lot as a server uh, at a seafood restaurant. So that's my, as close to Marina as I got. Um, but yeah, I learned actually quite a bit in that job as well, as far as selling is concerned. And so that was really good experience for me, but I decided that Washington DC wasn't for me. I really liked outdoors and I ended up moving back to LA, worked at my aunt's veterinary clinic. I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. I learned that I did not want to be a veterinarian working inside with sick animals all day. Um, then I worked at a dive shop because I really wanted to teach scuba and that's what I wanted to do. I decided that, right? So I did that. I taught scuba for maybe eight, eight months, eight months or so, something like that. Ten months, something like that. I certified 50-something people and um, I wanted more out of the job. I wanted more money. And I just wasn't super satisfied, um, I think, where I was. And I also, I thought I wanted to work more in marine science, like in the academic stuff, field, direction. And then I learned that that was not, you know, later I learned that that was not what I wanted to do, but I thought I did. So anyway, so I went to my boss, asked for more money, and uh, my boss fired me. So I got fired. Um, that, was, that was fun. And uh, so then I, I went and I worked um, as a marine science um, consultant, as a consultant for a consulting company, as a grunt. Uh, we worked at a nuclear power plant and I worked uh, some other places, but uh, they were like overnight jobs where you'd work from six in the evening to six in the morning. That was fun. And I'd sit in front of a microscope for eight hours as well. So yeah, anyways. Um, did that and then um, I decided that I that I did not want to be a marine consult biology consultant or work in marine science so I started and I I think I kind of got an idea that I wanted to do more business related stuff so what did I do I started my own business and um, I started uh, a company that basically took vegetable oil and it's the stuff you use, you know, oil, basically, the, the stuff you use to cook with, cooking oil. And um, I turned it into an alternative fuel 
Um, but it's not really bio, it wasn't biodiesel. I'd just take the straight vegetable oil and we would filter it and um, sell it, resell it as fuel for people's cars. And it was kind of cool, interesting business model. It, it was quite popular. I, I was having trouble getting enough oil for, for people. And I decided I wanted to do more. I wasn't making big enough impact. And it was, frankly, it was, it was kind of overwhelming running a business on my own without much understanding of business and whatnot. So I uh, ended up getting a job in Kona, Hawaii, on the big island of Hawaii, a volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And I worked uh, researching algae, growing algae oil for biofuel. So growing um, oil with uh, unicellular algae organisms is boring science crap. You guys don't care. Anyways, so I tried to do that and the project didn't, didn't work out. We worked with Shell Oil and it was this huge project. They spent a pile of money in a very short amount of time. I think it took two, it was three years, three year project. And when it ended, um, they laid almost the entire workforce off and I didn't have a job. I was unemployed and I took full advantage of being unemployed. It was great. Um, and then uh, I got another job growing algae at an abalone farm um, there on the big island of Hawaii. And that was eye-opening. Um, it was a I think it was a flawed business model. Um, I think if they're still running, they're probably still not making money, but that's okay. Um, they, they grow abalone and, um, it, well, it's not okay. That's what, that was my contention with that business. I didn't like that business, um, because it was, it was not successful. So I, it, it was just frustrating to work in a business that, that was not working. <laughs> it's probably the best way to put it. So what did I do? I decided I wanted to start my own business and I kind of was searching around looking for things and this opportunity came up um, to buy a dive company. So I bought a dive company and the company is called Kona Honu Divers and currently I am running that company, Kona Honu Divers, here in Kona, Hawaii. Um, I, I bought it in 2015 and I've been running it since then. Um, in the meantime, I started a free diving company or free diving brand called Kona Free Divers, and that is still going and um, much smaller, but uh, still going. And then I also um, took over another company with two business partners called Kona Snorkel Trips, um, and that one uh, is still going as well. So uh, all my three businesses are, are doing uh, really well, and um, I've, I'm very happy with where I've gotten with them. Um, and so, yeah, th that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm running my businesses mostly from my house at this point. I live nearby them all, but yeah, I kind of run them remotely um, for the most part. I, you know, I pop in every now and then, but uh, they're, they're going pretty good. And so, yeah, I wanted to refocus my efforts. So now I'm uh, focusing on this project, how to start a country. This is kind of something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. When did you figure out what you wanted to do professionally? So I figured out that I was kind of, I had this personality for business, I guess. 
when I really wanted to start and run my own business, I guess. Uh, so probably back when I was doing the marine biology consulting thing and I realized that, oh, this isn't for me and I started running a business and I kind of realized that I was enjoying that and that that could be a successful thing for me. That's when I really realized that, oh, hey, you're, that you might be good at this, you know, you should probably do more of this. So um, I think for a lot of people, if you just learn about your personality, that can help guide you when you're younger in life. So if I had to look back on it, I would probably would have tried to figure out what my personality was like earlier and what I was good at. And that's something you can always look, you also kind of learn as you get older. But like looking back, I think if I had to tell somebody else, give them advice, like figure out what your personality is and then you can kind of figure out what your role is in life and what you can do to help other people and be successful or happy in, in your life. You know, when did I get tra traction with my career? I'd say I got traction. Um, I bought the businesses and I, I think I started to get my traction when I, when I started learning about business and then when I really found uh, the right recipe for how to, how to run my businesses and whatnot. That's when I really started gaining a lot of traction and making a lot of headway. What was the highest high and the lowest low of my career? Well, I would say uh, the highest high, probably when my businesses started really kind of working on their own, you know, uh, producing and making, you know, producing happy customers. And when they started uh, winning awards, for example, like my dive company won the award for the best dive operation in the Pacific Ocean with Scuba Diving Magazine the first time a few years ago. So stuff like that just kind of gives you external proof that what you're doing is making an impact and people appreciate it, you know. So that's probably one of the highest highs. Lowest low, I'd say, was probably getting fired from the dive shop. What did I learn most from this experience uh, from the low? So the low, well, from the, yeah, from the low, I'd say I learned, well, they came back and they asked me to come back and work again a year later. So they must not have hated me that much. Um, I did actually talk to the owner and the owner said that after he had a few more employees, he realized how good I was, <laughs> how great I was. Um, so I think, okay, this is what I learned. I know. So I think the person who was managing me, the owner, um, was not very good at management. And what I learned was that um, you need to find people that you work well with. I think that's really important, uh, no matter what it is you do, whether it's in marriage, uh, in you know, work, in play, or in family even, you know, ideally you have people that you can really communicate well with. And I think what I learned is that communication is very important uh, when it comes to work or any other uh, aspect of life. So, yeah. Um, okay, what projects are you working on? I currently, I am working on my companies, um, just improving them making things better, making things safer, making um, uh, the websites better. Um, yeah, just a number of things like that. Um, also, I just recently came across machine learning and I'm using it, implementing it on my websites. And I've had a lot of success with that. 
And so I'm trying to share the love or share the information or about how this is a great new technology that can help a lot of people who have like e-commerce or websites that sell things online or that try to uh, uh, influence users online essentially. So those are things that I've been working on. Another thing uh, in my personal life is just getting married. So um, I have my fiance Zaz, uh, who you will probably meet here soon. And she um, and I are getting married coming up here. So uh, we're making plans all around that. And that's kind of a little bit of project that I'm working on. And then also I'm working on how to start a country. So that little thing, um, that's my other project. And that's what I'm talking to you about today. What are a few of your daily habits that you believe have allowed you to achieve success? Making checklists of the things you need to get done. So, you know, like when I get up in the morning, I've even got a checklist. So uh, brush your teeth, you know, use your, uh, if you have medication, use that. Uh, put, you know, your cream on, floss your teeth, feed the cat, stuff like that. You know, that's like personal. And I have professional checklists that I use um, to make sure that I get everything done that I need to get done. And uh, so that'd be big. And also using like a task to-do list. So a to-do list that you can come back to every day and say, what was it that I needed to do? Oh yeah, that thing. And you just focus and try to get those things done and move the needle or nudge, you know, nudge or try to improve just a little bit every single day. And if you can improve just a little bit every single day, then years later or months later or years later, you're going to have a massive amount of improvement um, over time. So yeah, that's what I would say um, has helped me achieve the things that I want to achieve. And that's what I would consider success is, is you know, having a goal and then reaching it. Um, and no matter what the goal is, that's, that's kind of my, my marker for success. Who is the mentor that has made the biggest impact on my career? I haven't had somebody that I've worked really close with that has really helped me um, with my career per se. I'd say that I've kind of you know met random people, but you know I've been kind of guiding my career for the most part. I'd say that books were probably one of the biggest things that has really helped me find the the way to think about life and the way forward and and how you know paradigms for how to operate how to think about the world and whatnot so i'd say books are really really uh important informative for me books like think and grow rich uh by napoleon hill um books like um how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie uh, was big impactful thing on me when I was in college. Um, books but like Siddhartha by Herman Hess that teaches you about the moderation in life and different, you know, how to not be too extreme um, in how you behave. So many others, I can list them maybe in the show notes. And also uh, other mentor be my business coach. I've had two business coaches. I, my first one was was good, she was fine but I just didn't feel like I was really getting the juice. So I got another business coach, a coach. He's a big podcaster. I just resonated with a lot of the things, business advice he was giving. So I signed up and one of his coaches has been helping me for a long time now. And he is amazing. He's a young guy, uh, 25 now. 
His name's Andrew, and he's really great. Um, and he's he's a crazy successful for his age. He's just he's a beast. He gets up early in the morning. He works really hard. He's kind of my hero, um, even though he's only 25. It's kind of amazing. So I'd say he's made a big impact on me and my career um, and helping me achieve the things that I want to achieve. Um, also, I'd say Ray, I really like Ray Dalio. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ray Dalio. He is a hedge fund billionaire. He has the largest hedge fund in the world. It's called uh, Bridgewater. And um, they manage money for very large organizations like uh, pension funds and stuff. Super boring stuff. But anyways, he wrote some books. And I think his books are very um, influential on me and the things he talks about. And they're very important for people to learn the things that he talks about and understand. Some of it's kind of more in my field of interest. I'm more interested in like, you know, investing and um, boring crap like that, economics and stuff like that. But the more important stuff that he talks about is personality and forming principles for your life and then living by those principles or using those principles as a way to operate in your life. So as you live, you learn all the good things about the world and all the bad things about the world and how you know you can best um, you know use these kind of dictums or, or or ways about the world that you know the commonalities you know you'll you'll notice trends in the world and the trend kind of helps you uh, you'll see the trend and then you'll create a principle based on that trend and then uh, you'll use that to operate going forward. So it makes uh, your life easier because you know that based on you know what happened in the past, I know how to behave in the future. And also uh, personality, learning your personality, I think is really important. So I'll include my personality here in my bio. I think personality is in the bio. But basically, I think it's really important for people to know their personality because that tells you how you are different from others in the world and if you know how you're different from others in the world then you know how to interact with them you know how you come off to other people you know how they come off to you based on their personalities and your personality and it kind of informs you like how what your role can be in the in the world you know there's some people are entertainers some people are more introvert but they're very analytical you know there's just all kinds of different personalities and it's really important to know yours because it kind of helps you know your place and and uh, in the world. Yeah, I'd say Ray Dalio is um, one of my uh, kind of people that I look up to um, as a really interesting and cool human being. Yeah, uh, what is my biggest adversity that you've had to fight through during my career? Is getting started, so just getting going on something. Um, not overanalyzing, not fussing over details like, you know, um, uh, you know which tool to use or which um, when to start or how to do things or whatever you know all those things that all stuff can all get figured out along the way for the most part it's just making the decision to act and then acting I think is really important for me um, I don't I think it's probably applies to a lot of other people but I know for me you know just making stuff happen I've kind of learned over time that to make things happen, you just kind of have to start doing them. So that's kind of one thing that I wish I had known earlier in my life. And this has been one of the barriers to, to getting what I want out of life, I would say. And then in addition to that is just getting out of my own way. So once I get something going, 
and started um, is, you know, kind of not um, being too much in the way of that process. So if I start a process like and get some people going on it, get out of their way and let them get the job done. Because a lot of the time I feel like people, um, you know, whoever you are, you're, you might be better at something than other people. And so in life, uh, a lot of life is like finding the people who are best at the things that they do and relying on them. And so finding those people and relying on those people and just getting out of their way so they can get their job done. I think that's a pretty important way to operate in life. Me, my biggest adversity is me, but figuring out how to, how to manage myself. So what is a message or principle that I would wish uh, that I could teach to everyone? To me, I think as a biologist, it's pretty important to me, um, but I think that understanding evolution is very important and not just evolution of like you know animals or like darwinism that kind of thing i that's not what i mean at all by evolution i think evolution is one of these really powerful kind of forces it's almost like physics where like you have a rock and over time the rock gets worn down into a shape and it may not be the perfect analogy but i think that's what happens with the world is you know people get pushed in directions, things happen in certain ways for certain reasons. And I think recognizing that, allowing those processes to shape the way that you live your life or make your decisions can really improve and inform and make, help you make better decisions and help the world work more smoothly, more efficiently, and just in a just all around better way for everybody. So I think that people need to understand that, that evolution is a very strong, very powerful force that really cannot be stopped. It just, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. We just need to learn how can we harness it? How can we use this force that's going to happen anyway? How can we harness it? How can we help it along? And how can we evolve effectively so that we can go along with this this thing that's already happening in the way that it's it's already happening so that's my best answer for that one um, what is a principle or concept that you teach people most that very few people actually ever apply is time i think uh that concept is the concept that's most important in regards to time is that time is very valuable. Um, if you value your life, then you should value your time because your life has a finite amount of time. And so if you really value your life, depending on how much you value it, you should value the time that you have in that life. And going, expounding upon that, um, a lot of people will kind of allow the world around them to t dictate what they do with their time. So, you know, something comes up, something comes along, and suddenly they're changing their behavior or what they do or what they focus on um, because that thing has influenced them and refocused them on that, and now they're spending their time and their attention on that thing but the thing may not really be important or it may not bring them joy or um, help them achieve their whatever it is they're trying to achieve or 
um, you know, do whatever it is that they want to get out of life. So I think really valuing your time means saying no to some things. It means spending time with people that you love. It means, you know, so ma- there's so many different ways you can spend your time and you have so li- so you have a certain amount of that time. So you really need to figure out, okay, how do I take that, that limited resource and use it in the best way possible? And I think that's one thing that, um, I think people should, uh, um, should really consider when they make decisions in their life. And it, this is, this is a small decision. It's not saying yes to some engagement or some, you know, saying yes or no to your friend's party or, you know, it's, it's the small things. It's, it's what, whether to watch the news or not every day, you know, do you want to spend your time watching the news? Do you need to watch the news? Is that going to help you achieve your goals? Do you, you know, when you get up in the morning, um, do you want to spend your time, uh, you know, whatever it is that you know that that grabs your attention <laughs> is that really where what you want to do with that time that you have so yeah i think that's pretty important that wraps up the first episode of how to start a country podcast i'm byron k i am your host and as a favor i would really appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode or didn't even more importantly i believe in evolution If you didn't enjoy this podcast, if you feel like I need to evolve away or in a different direction, please, please, I implore you, leave a review and leave whatever stars you think this podcast warrants. And more importantly, um, you know, five stars is great, but it doesn't teach me anything. So if you leave five stars, I, I totally appreciate it. Thank you. But tell me why you like it or tell me if you leave one star tell me why you don't like it because i need to know these things because if i don't know then i am not going to change i'm not going to evolve i'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over so i'd really appreciate that on to the next episode folks thank you so much for leaving your review and i will see you hopefully or you can hear me hopefully in the next one aloha